Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and welcome to Hump Day. Yes, this Wednesday. 800-951-0592. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. And, man, we got a lot of things uh, to cover. But uh, first got to start out uh, Colorado uh, the transmitter is down. The stream is up, so we're up. We stream twenty four seven. We we were actually working on the transmitter, and really, actually, we were working on the towers yesterday, not the transmitter per se. When uh, the transmitter started smoking, but we got parts. Uh, our engineer has been working on it. Uh, we're hoping. Fingers crossed, you know, all those other things. Say your prayers. <laughs> Throw the salt over the shoulder. I mean, I'll, any of those things. We'll take everything at this point. Uh, that uh, the transmitter will pop back on here in the next couple of hours. Uh, that That's that's our, that's my update for now. Uh, like I said, uh, a lot going on. Uh, Jason, who runs the ship up there. <laughs> I feel bad. I do, but uh, it's probably better that Jason's there and not me. He handles these things a lot better. Jason, uh, good morning, man. How's it going? Oh, it's it's uh, even more than busy today. <laughs> there's, there's extra stuff to do because when the transmitter is out, there's uh, more phone calls and uh, lots of phone calls coming in. Oh, where's my radio station? I'm so disappointed. And I'm like, well, it, it's coming back. Be, be patient with us. We're doing the best we can. So, uh, at, le- at least people do care, Joe. Oh yeah, I mean you know the uh, we are actively we've been actively looking for uh, a replacement. It's just you know like everything else, it's probably the most not probably it's the most expensive part of the radio station, and uh, we'll get her back up. We'll get her back up. We'll get her up and running. Jim is working on it, and uh, hopefully here very very soon. Uh, it'll be back. But other than that, you can always go to the stream, 1360KHNC.com, uh, and listen to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Jason, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I, I will say, you know what, i got to tell you. So, you know, we bowl. And Tuesday night's our bowling night. Uh, this season that we're in, this is, yesterday was the ninth week, Jason. We are zero and nine. <laughs> we 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 have yet to win. Yesterday we started out a house of fire. We won the first game by seven pins. The second game, I mean, it was a battle. We lost by seven pins, so we're tied going into the last game. I mean, we we're right there. We're we, we're on the cusp. Let's just say. Uh, we lost by like over a hundred pins. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, I barely broke a hundred to tell you how bad it was. It was really, really bad. Uh, no amount of CBD in the world can fix bad bowling. I can tell you that <laughs> right now. Uh, it does. I tried it because, believe me, uh, after that, well, so our winless streak continues. But I'll keep you going. Listen, we're not. It's not that we're bad. Every team we play. Well, of the all the other, there's two teams that have uh, lower handicaps than us, and then everybody else we play. Like yesterday, 
every game we have to give 100 pins to the other team. And so, you know, that's just, yeah. <laughs> how, many more, I'm making how many more weeks of games do you have? Uh, there's only a couple weeks left. So we, we've got to find one. Here's the problem. Next week we play the best team in the league, and the week after that we play the second best team. So it looks like uh, we're going to totally go defeated for the whole year. Yeah, we're like, you know what, pretty much like the Diamondbacks baseball team. Uh, yeah, we can't win crap. So uh, anyway, there, there's my bowling story for the day. Yesterday, so I got an email last night because, you know, yesterday I was telling you, hey, listen, we haven't run a budget surplus, trade surplus. Since we went off the gold standard, and, and one of our great listeners said, hey, come on, you know, the Clinton administration, we had some surpluses. And and I don't really count, you know, I call them the fake surpluses, because uh, the the only reason why that we had the quote-unquote surpluses for those, those years with Clinton was the Social Security Trust Fund money. That was the peak of the money. Because uh, that was right before the boomers started to retire. That was when the most amount of workers were working. And so they were spending hundreds of billions of dollars more. But the way, you know, they just use accounting tricks to pretend uh, that it wasn't happening. So I don't really count it uh, because I don't think only in the eyes of the federal government was that an actual surplus. Right? If you actually had an audit done, they'd be like, Dude, you can't double count. Right? You know, wait a minute, you're double counting. That's not a lot. But in the government, you can count any way you like. So I don't really count that. Uh, but technically, I guess, in the terms of how our government reports, he's correct. Uh, the way any of us put it this way, none of us could run our business or household like that. But, again, we're not a government. you know. So, uh, I, so I appreciated him throwing that in there. And remember, that was at the time, too. That was like 97 to 01, right, where we had Alan Greenspan. He was the maestro. We were going to pay off the debt by 2010. Of course, pay no attention to uh, that was also the height of irrational exuberance. That came out, I want to say it was either late 97 or early 1998. And of course, it took a couple of years. Then the tech bubble crashed. Then 9-11 happened. George Bush did. Remember, George Bush did prescription drugs. And between all of those things and, and Social Security, right, the deficits just started skyrocketing. The exact opposite of what Alan Greenfield said was going to happen. We'll be back right after the break. 800 592 Joe Jaquin, Jason Walker here on this Wednesday. Uh, one other thing from yesterday. So yesterday we were talking about uh, natural gas prices, and specifically in Europe, uh, the equivalent to $205 a barrel if you converted the natural gas price to oil. Because here in the U.S., we're more concerned about oil prices. Last night, while we were sleeping, natural gas prices in Europe skyrocketed again, uh, hitting Two hundred and fifty dollars a barrel. Uh, it's it's off the highs right now. Russia says uh, that hey, we're going to increase supply. Now this was Putin. I uh, didn't say how. And I know that uh, they built a second pipeline, but the EU hasn't isn't even going to approve it to be turned on uh, 
for like another like six or seven months. So I'm, I'm not sure how, but uh, at least anyway, someone's trying to, to at least talk it down a little bit. Uh, we, we told you that natural gas prices got so high that certain products are no longer viable to make. We talked about the U.K., uh, its fertilizer plants. Shut. News uh, last night, Germany uh, has done the same thing. Now, they, they've shut their plants. Uh, and again, these are, and I don't know why fertilizer's a, a big one, but that seems to be uh, one of the places that is directly impacted, which, Jason, just means... Uh, for cost to fertilize your crops and all that are going to skyrocket even more. Uh, food inflation. We we told you we're getting the second wave of increases at the grocery store again. Uh, today, Pepsi came out. They've already raised prices several times. Said, "Hey, get ready for another price increase." Uh, a big strike this morning. This one, I I didn't wasn't paying good enough attention I, and, and really uh, the internet does a good job of, of not sh- letting you know what's happening uh, all of the Kellogg cereal plants in the United States walked off the job yesterday Jason I, I actually heard that I heard that uh, this is what happens when uh, things are, are, are going sideways like they are today and in, in the uh, with all the inflation is that Everybody needs to get their piece. Everyone needs a little bit more, right, Joe? And and sometimes other parts lag, like uh, wages. And, and this is the thing here where right now uh, they don't have enough employees. So there's forced overtime. Oh, boy. But they actually want to pay They want to pay them less. Right? They want to pay less, and they want to give less benefits. And And... And I think that's really what they're saying. Hey, we we you're making too much money, so we're going to lower your your health care benefits. In other words, give you less benefits, uh, holiday pay, less holiday pay, less vacation time. This is what Kellogg's is offering. And the threat here, Jason, is hey, if not, we'll just go to Mexico. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, there there is that, isn't there, Joe? Boy, uh, there won't be anybody producing anything in this country if this keeps going on. And, and, and it's one thing. Listen, hey, it's one thing if you want to make a toy somewhere or a baseball glove somewhere else, but food, right? I mean, you know, no offense to Mexico, but as we all know. You don't drink the water, right? Yeah. I mean, they don't have things like OSHA and health. And, I mean, I. And again, I, there's plenty of, of uh, there's plenty of food being made in Mexico. Believe me, uh, go in your snack aisle, go to Nabisco, uh, and see uh, some of it's still made here. A lot of it's made in Mexico, uh, but as of, I don't know how this will work. How soon does the Kellogg cereal products disappear from the stores? I don't know. I know that Kellogg's is going to try to bring in uh, non-union workers and, and those things, and you know, I guess we'll call them scabs or whatever you'd like. Uh, but but again, this is 
uh, really, really interesting at a time when wages are skyrocketing uh, and Kellogg's is saying, hey, you know what? We want you to take a lot less in benefits uh, or we're going to uh, move your job to Mexico. Uh, Cars. I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of things here. They're now saying the, the average new car price starts at $5,000 over sticker. And if you want one of the uh, real popular ones, or the ones maybe with all the bells and whistles, Jason, $10,000 over manufacturer-suggested price. Remember, that used to be like you take the manufacturer-suggested price and you took five grand off. Now you're going to add five or ten grand on top, but don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, diapers. If you're one of those, uh, unfor- man, I'm so glad those days are gone. Uh, but if you have to buy diapers, uh, they're saying that not only are diapers going to get more expensive, they're also going to become harder to find. And speaking of harder to find, uh, we got the same problem here in the physical gold and silver markets, uh, Jason, you know, the world's largest gold wholesaler is sending Jason and I emails wanting to buy product from us. Right, Jason? Yeah, that's been happening a little more frequently. Uh, I've been monitoring that uh, more lately because when I joined up with uh, Patriot Trading, I I, I ran uh, the gold gold and silver office here and the customers, and I just let Joe handle uh, the emails from the distributors and the deals, but uh, recently Joe's been having me ch- check out the emails. And I can throw my own input in, and uh, yeah, Joe, these uh, these uh, hey, we want to buy from you. Emails seem to be coming in more regularly. Yeah, and it, it, it's something where every time they send one, they're willing to pay a little more. Right? Hey, we'll pay a little more. We'll pay, of course, that just means uh, premiums are headed up everywhere. Uh, I don't have any U.S. Mint Intel, uh, but the Australian Mint uh, released its September nu- uh, numbers just to give you a flavor for what's happen- happening globally. Because remember, gold and silver, we're not, we're not there yet. we still got about four weeks, three, four weeks left before the rallies really start. Because I told you the second the actual tapering starts, that's when you're going to start seeing things start moving. Uh, but Australia's mint said gold products rose 83% in September. Silver products were up 23% in September. And, of course, the, the problem there is they just couldn't make any more silver. They made just li- listen to what they're doing a month in Australia. One point, just under 1.8 million ounces of silver uh, out of the Perth Mint, uh, which was up almost 7% uh, from the same month in 2020. So now Australia say, listen, demand's getting even stronger. And, you know, you, I don't even know how many people are in Australia. But to think that if they can make almost 2 million ounces a month, 
you should you got to know that we could be making five or six million a month, Jason. Yeah, and well, and the U.S. Mint doesn't seem to be forthright in what exactly they're doing. Uh, they they give you mintage totals like a couple of years behind when because uh, I used to collect coins and the Silver Eagles were always you know. 2017, 2018, they're letting us know how many they minted then, but like 2019, 2020, you got to wait. You know, I, I don't know what takes them so long to get these numbers, Joe, but how many are they minting? Do they have enough silver to, to mint uh, the, the full amount of orders that they're getting? Because it seems to me, Joe, they're taking all the orders, but it sure seems to take a long time to get them. And that's really, you know, the funny thing. So now they won't even take orders right now. See, so we've been good. on the no order list for like the last two weeks. Uh, Arlene talked to the bullion bank today, and and their answer was very simple: We have nothing. That was their answer: We have nothing. That only means no two gold, things, Joe. That means two no things: silver. That means they either have uh, somebody's buying it all up and it's going to one source, or they just don't have it; and they can't make it. Either one means there's a, uh, a great deal of stress on it. Yeah, very. And again, I think anybody that owns a business out there is probably shaking their head. Not and not and nodding their head, and it may for you know for us it's gold and silver, right? For somebody else, it it, it, it may be uh, it may be glasses, it may be uh, alcohol, it may be a food product, it may be plumbing supplies, it may be uh, some form of lumber or cabinet or whatever it may be. This is oh, what it doesn't seem like it's missed a, a single industry, Jason, where you don't have issues. Getting product. Yeah, it's 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 inflation, Joe. <laughs> this inflation makes things uh, topsy turvy. You know, things you know, up is down and down is up, right? I mean, uh, it, it it makes things very confusing on what exactly you're supposed to do. The central bank scandal may be growing. So you know, we told you <laughs> we've been talking about Elizabeth Warren. And, of course, my comment is, why is she the only one? Where's everybody? Of course, we're talking about the insider trading scandal at the Fed. Uh, yesterday, Janet Yellen, in an interview with CNBC, was specifically asked about whether or not Jay Powell will be renominated in February. Remember, we speculated several months ago that... He wasn't, uh, what's the word, I'm liberal enough. Because Janet Yellen, AOC, the Biden administration, they really want to expand the Fed's role in climate change, inequality, and, and, and any other cause or mission they can think of. Then it seemed to die down a little bit when Janet Yellen kind of hinted that she was going to support Jay Powell. Yesterday in an interview with CNBC, she said, well, it's up to the president to make the nomination. The president hasn't yet made the decision. I know he will talk to many people and consider a wide range of evidence and opinions and make a very careful decision. Uh, so not a, not a ringing endorsement from her. But however, there was one thing she did endorse, Jason, which was the, I, or the Biden administration's proposal to have the IRS 
receive or really have the banks be required to report to the IRS on all transactions over $600. And remember, I've told you, this is the most dangerous woman in the world. She called the collection of information. This is what this is how she's viewing. Oh, we're just collecting information. And that is routine, she said. Yeah, the collection of information is routine. After taking hot, uh, some heat about the idea that it was widely seen as an unprecedented invasion of privacy. She was like, oh, no. No, no, no. We're just collecting more information about taxpayers and bank accounts, including cash flows. See? I.e., really, what that just means, yeah, you want to invade our privacy. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, what in the world? How many IRS agents would you need to hire to actually look at all this information? Yeah, you think, i got a funny feeling the IRS is going to get a whole lot bigger. Picture Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Janet Yellen, the former head of the central bank, now the Treasury Secretary. By the way, one of the orchestrators of the two percent inflation thing. Let's not let's not forget that. Also, uh, things like quantitative easing were developed with her and Ben Bernanke. Uh, so Janet Yellen, uh, a very dangerous woman. You know, I know Elizabeth Warren called Jay Powell the most dangerous man. Uh, but believe me, he pales in comparison to Yellen. And think about what she's saying here about the $600. Think about everything you spend more than $600 on. Paying off your, you know, paying your credit card bill. For a lot of people, hey, especially now, the power bill is $600. The rent, uh, car payments. I can't even, you, you bought a couch. How about you bought, I don't know, season tickets to the Cardinals. Right? The list goes on and on and on. And now she, she wants it all turned. Of course, she said, well, it's just routine, Jason. It's just a little bit more information than what we're already collecting. So I don't see what the big deal is. Never mind the threats she makes, too. She's sitting there saying, raise the debt ceiling or all hell will break loose. I mean, she's been Well, yeah, that's weeks. always a threat. Now, and I'm sure some of you have seen the, the hey, we'll create a trillion-dollar coin. That thing's back. <laughs> She's got a lot of threats up her sleeves. Oh, yeah, she's great at them. Now, here's what she said as to why. It's the enormous tax gap. Apparently, we have an enormous tax gap. Uh, No, actually. Instead of spying on all of us, get rid of all the loopholes for rich people, and there will be no gap. I mean, isn't that really the answer? Because let's face it. This doesn't close any gaps. 
the reason why, you know, why does Bezos and Buffett and Gates and all these, they don't pay crap. As the reason why they need to collect all of this data. Because people can hide things. Listen, if people want to hide things, they will. It's just a few pieces of information and indivi- uh, information about individual bank accounts. See, that's all it is. It's nothing at the transaction level that would violate privacy, she said. Really? I think it violates my privacy. How about you, Jason? Absolutely. Everything the government does. Uh, and including the Fed is a violation of privacy. That's all there is now. That's all they do nowadays. You know, they need to know more about us so they can decide what other freedoms they're going to steal. She goes on to say, the collecting of this information would help the Treasury Department determine which high-income wealthy individuals may be concealing transactions in income. What in the hell are you talking about? I think she's talking about, like, football players and celebrities, Joe. That they, You know, they got to make sure that all those really, you know, because the average person, that they think of those as wealthy people. But the, uh, the Trumps and the Robert Kiyosakis, these guys uh, have yeah. learned how to operate on a debt money system. The more debt you can process then you know the more you can the more debt you can handle the richer you can become by by running in a debt money system but the average guy like you and i joe it's it's hard for us to be at those levels i i guess my point being how many of us are running around trying to hide things from the government at six hundred dollars <laughs> well joe i'll say this I mean, i'll say this joe and they're using the word high income wealthy individuals High income wealthy individuals, six hundred dollars to them is like six cents to, to us. Right. I'll say this, Joe. When I was delivering pizzas for years, I never claimed my tips. <laughs> Anything I could do to to lighten my my burden. I, I I'm telling you. But it, so they want all that too, Joe. They got to make sure. Don't admit to this stuff on the air, Jason. Oh, that's more than ten years ago. So I, I'm. <laughs> I'm beyond the. Uh, You're going to be okay. Yeah, no, you probably right. didn't get that many tips anyway. You I know, I back. saw I saw what you looked like back then. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah think- I've seen the I've seen the pictures. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it works. It in, in the uh, with this cashless money system we're moving towards, Joe. Uh, you can't do that. I mean, I I haven't delivered pizzas in like eight or nine years, but uh, I, I have noticed the people that. Are, have talked about you know delivering pizzas. You can't get away with that anymore. They, they have systems in place. Everything is mar- everything is 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 detailed and written down and and, and logged in and uh, and now uh, yeah, cash and gold and silver and things like that. They they want to know everything, Joe. They want to know everything. Well, and again, I guess this is the the holdover piece because uh, I'm sure that this is again throw this out there now as a distraction, right, and, and get uh, a handful of Republicans to get up in arms. Uh, you know, crazy right-wingers like you and I will bring it out to light. But, but again, when we eventually get to that digital currency, 
It's going to save us from everything, all the evildoers, right, all of these things. And, and they're proposing all of the reasons why they want to spy on us. Well, we're, we're trying to catch bad guys. In this case, for the left, who are the bad guys? Well, the high-income earner guys are bad. Listen, I know a lot of wealthy people. And they're just like you and I. They don't want to pay one cent more than they have to. The difference is, wealthy people hire really good tax accountants. It's like Donald Trump and his taxes. I almost laugh at that nonsense. Like Donald Trump filled out his own taxes. Give me a break. Right? They hired a firm whose job it is to know the tax codes. and You know, it's ridiculous. Even me. I don't even... Who does their own taxes? It's impossible to do. And at the income level of Donald Trump, you're going to know all the ins and outs, all the loopholes, all that stuff. You're, you know, you're well, Donald Trump doesn't probably know any of them. But he has guys that do. His tax lawyers do. Yep. Right? And, and this is my whole point. And, and again, if you want to... Make the, the the loopholes better. Fix the loopholes. No, we don't want to fix the loopholes. They want to leave the loop. The loopholes are there for them. We just really want to spy on all of you. And eventually, listen, the digital currency fixes all of that. Pizza Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Reuters is reporting that China is now blocking its companies from buying billions of dollars of planes from Boeing. Uh, the Biden administration admitting that China is not abiding. Remember when Donald Trump hit him with the tariffs and forced the Chinese into uh, making commitments on buying a bunch of American stuff. Well, apparently now China uh, is going back on, well, like we knew. They, they, they were never going to do it anyway. Uh, matter of fact, I was telling you some of the numbers were actually impossible. Uh, one of them that wasn't impossible, Jason, was Boeing. And apparently uh, China is now saying that they are not going to allow uh, Chinese, I guess, uh, Airlines to buy planes from Boeing, at least here for the foreseeable future. All right. Wow. <laughs> you know, this is private business, Joe. I, I don't know. I, I always take this the stance that, uh, of course, I want America to do best. But if China wants to make their own planes, what's what's going to stop them? Really, in the end, what's what's going to stop them? Well, and I and I just just so people know how big China is. And I, and I say this all the time, but it all, it's always worth reminding. China by itself is 25% of Boeing's business. So this is no small player. And you got to remember Boeing, uh, my, the way Boeing operates, because they, they have uh, federal government, military, uh, and then commercial. My guess is China's probably half of their commercial plane business. So this is... If they're 25% of total business, I'm just, you know, I'm making a guess here, but somewhere between 25 and 50% of all Boeing's business comes from China, Jason. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, so, yeah, if they decide to stop buying for Boeing, then uh, 
<laughs> there's a major American company that's going to uh, suffer, and then our economy here will suffer with it. Well, and again, you made the great point. China's stolen all of Boeing's designs. We know this. They've reverse engineered everything. And to Jason's point, eventually China's going to have their own airplanes. And, you know, they're going to want them to buy them from them. They've been building uh, them, Joe. Just, Joe, the Chinese have been building planes uh, for a while. I just don't think they're very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and they've been building the smaller one. They're not really good yet at building the planes that carry two and 300 people. They're, they're getting better at building the, the smaller ones, but you're right. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Uh, how about this? St. Louis Federal Reserve President James Bullard. Now, as of now, we don't know about any insider trading stuff he's done. But he comes out and says, U.S. businesses are having no problems whatsoever raising prices on customers. And he's warned that inflation is going to remain elevated for some time to come and fears that higher expectations are starting to become entrenched. Uh-oh. This is the first time I've heard a Fed governor almost, hasn't quite admitted it, he just fears it, that this inflation, Jason, may not be transitory. <laughs> I don't, yeah, uh, they won't admit it out loud, but yeah, that's that's interesting how it's put there. Yeah, this doesn't seem right, Joe. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> now, he is, uh, to be fair, he's one of the most bullish members. So remember that little chart I told you they put the little darts, little dots on the chart? He's admitted that on his chart, he had two dots in 2022. That means he wanted to, he wants to raise rates twice in 2022. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think the first time you see gold rise is as soon as the taper starts here, when they actually physically stop buying less. We, they won't raise rates. I don't think they'll raise them at all, but they, they won't even consider raising rates until they've gotten tapered down to zero. But you want to see gold really take off. It'll take off when they actually, if they actually do, Jason, start to raise rates. If, if the inflation goes from, uh, what is it, 5.3 to 5.2, let's say, for September, uh I don't think they taper, Joe. That's that's what I see. And I don't, they'll, they'll just keep saying that things are getting better because what was a 5.4 for a couple of months, and then it finally came out, I think, in August, 5.3. And uh, the, the whole uh, the whole transitory uh, storyline seems to make sense if they can fudge, you know, fudge the numbers and make 5.2 or 5, 5% inflation for September. You know, I mean, right. I, could you imagine if they got 4.9? Right. They'll be like, oh, see. They'd yeah, probably throw you. themselves a party. See. And then they could push it down the road a little more, Joe. I think that's their goal, hey, Joe. Look. Hey, by the way, gold, uh, the Dow was up 500, well, 400 points yesterday. Actually, uh, I guess it only finished up 300 points, but it was up four or 500 earlier in the day. Uh, down another 300 points. We did get ADP jobs, uh, and it was a good number. Now, ADP is private sector. Uh, and their numbers have been pretty low 
the last couple of jobs reports. This one came, this was, uh, again, for the month of September. 568,000 jobs. Uh, they were expecting about 425,000, so that was a better than expected. Uh, but these guys aren't very accurate with the government number. So tomorrow we'll get jobless claims. And I'm wondering how all these COVID layoffs, I don't know that these people are eligible for unemployment because the lay- there's been thousands of them. A lot of them are quitting, uh, Joe, and if they quit, they don't get on those numbers. And I don't know if they, even if they get fired, if they get the number. There's some debate about that. But we'll get jobless claims tomorrow and then the government's jobs on Friday. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, final segment on this Wednesday. Uh, no specials today whatsoever. Uh, the gold markets and the silver markets, uh, supply constraints, uh, once again, uh, piling up here in the marketplace. Uh, things are, are uh, well, Jason, just simply put, getting a lot worse before they get better, at least on the supply side of things. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to to monitor everything that's happening out there in the marketplace uh, but but as of right now, supplies, and it doesn't matter what you're looking for, uh, old gold, new gold, uh, gold eagles, uh, junk, bars, you name it, Jason, if, if, it's, if it's got gold or silver on it, it's selling. Right, and at these prices, which are far below where they should be, uh, there's a lot of, I think there's a ton of big players that are just, just buying huge. Anytime I, th- I, I hear that the U.S. Mint has uh, no ability to sell silver eagles, it always just sounds to me, Joe, like some some big player out there is just buying every single thing that's. Well, and that's more than door. likely, right? They placed they placed a a massive order uh, that that is essentially preventing anybody else from getting any supply uh, until those orders are filled, and and this is how it works. And I think you kind of you really hit the nail on the head, which is. Uh, people are people with a lot more money than most of us out there are making some really big bets, you know, about where the price of oil or the price of gold or the price of silver or really or any other commodity is going to be. You know, we talked about uh, someone's making massive bets about two hundred dollar oil. People yep. are definitely making massive bets about where they think the price of gold is going to be. And, and and obviously they don't think it's going lower because they wouldn't be buying it if they thought it was going lower. How about this uh, Poland announced? Uh, Poland, remember, they're the newest of the, hey, we're buying gold. They're going to buy 100 metric tons of gold again next year, Jason. So the gold buying by the central banks uh, seemingly continued unabated here as well. Yeah, yeah, most rich people didn't get rich on accident, Joe. And if uh, if we can't get Silver Eagles because some big guys are buying them all up, and then the gold market is, is getting tighter and it's harder to buy product, that means those rich guys you know, they're, they're they're looking at these markets, Joe. They're seeing what's going on, and uh, they get they get they get freaked out just like the uh, the small guy, and they're buying up safety, Joe. That, that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's really what gold is. You know, really, when you think about you know, we call it insurance. Uh, safety is another great word for it. Uh, it hedges you against uh, the, the dollar. You know, we look at uh, all the lengths our government's going to. Now they got to spy on everybody. 
they got to do all these other things to try to uh, uh, have some semblance of of prosperity here in America today. And, and really, when you when you start seeing these ridiculous policies play out, you know something's up. And and we've got the weakest president uh, the country has seen in what. 40, 50 years, you know, going all the way back to, to Jimmy Carter. Uh, I think it's a really dangerous time. It's a really dangerous time uh, for the American public. Uh, I think the Federal Reserve is under an immense amount of pressure. The The latest scandal uh, doesn't help at all. And is that going to be enough? Uh, because if we don't get Jay, listen, I want to keep Jay Powell. Not because he's good, he's horrible. But he's just going to be a whole lot better than who the Democrats replace him with. And and I'm, I'm, I'm concerned, again, his term may be up as well. God bless everybody. 